small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willette Grice, the owner of LCO Law and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. Now, on today's episode, we're going to discuss something that may seem a bit counterintuitive to most business owners. And this is the idea of firing, but not the firing of employees, but the firing of clients or customers. And that's right. I'm, as a business owner, you may find yourself in a situation where you just can't take any more from this problem client. Um, <laughs> And so this was a bit counterintuitive to me, too, because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I've seen that you have severed ties with clients in the past yes. that, that you just couldn't handle anymore. Um, so you, you got to you got to explain this to me because firing <laughs> of clients is just like outside of my realm. These are the people that keep the lights on, you know, the pay that pay the bills. Explain to me a bit about why you have gone about firing clients. So, so yeah, first and foremost, yes, like I am very serious that you need to fire some customers and some clients in your business. You know, customers are a reflection of your business mission, your business vision, your, your business values, right? And let me tell you straight on F clients, right? The clients that are terrible clients that won't stop calling, they're rude, right? They don't keep the lights on. You think this, but what they do is keep you up at night. And they take away the time from all of the really excellent people that you could be helping that are a really good fit for your business. Yeah, I, I suppose if you're having to babysit, you know, this client or customer, you're investing a heck of a lot more time into them than you necessarily should have to. Yeah, and I mean, the, the the consequences of having a bad client is just, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but it it is something that is going to consume you. Just like when you're worried about, you know, making the payment on the car or you're worried about your kid being sick, like they're going to create immediate worry in your life. That's not the good kind of worry, not the like the, how can I make this client successful in what I'm creating for them or the service that I'm giving them. It's more of like, how can I make this person disappear from my life? Because I can't, I like, it's just stress, right? Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you got to explain what's a good reason to fire a client. Can you give some examples of, of what, what, you yeah. know, it is worthy of a firing? Absolutely. So I would say the number one reason to fire somebody is disrespect for your, for your team, right? Yeah. Uh, we have it written in our contracts, the golden rule, right? Treat others the way that you want to be treated. And I am huge on respect and courtesy. And if somebody is calling up and being a, you know, a not very nice person, being vulgar or aggressive in their tone with my, um, with my team, they will not become my client, period, right? 
Um, another good reason to fire a client or a customer is a violation of boundaries, right? You need to be clear from the very beginning what it means to work with you. That means how you are contacted, how your team is contacted, when they are contacted, what you are doing for them, what you are not doing for them, right? And if after explaining these boundaries, they keep violating them, violating them, they're texting you at eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, five o'clock in the morning, calling you on the weekends, all of that. That tells you very clearly, this is a person that has no respect for boundaries and you shouldn't be keeping them on. Right, so is there a good way to like, set those boundaries or communicate what you expect? Um, so from the very beginning, you should have these, these boundaries set as either part of your contract, your agreement to work with these people. Um, if it's, you know, if you have a storefront, right, have it posted everywhere, right? This is, you know, we're open from this to this time. This is how we expect our, um, team members to be treated. This is the number that you call if you need, you know, if there's something or a complaint or something needs to be fixed. This is the line where we stand for returns, right? This is why businesses do this. They're, le yeah. they're letting you know what the boundaries are from the very beginning. You need to do the same thing for your Absolutely. small business. So if you don't have something in place that clearly defines your, your, your ground rules as far as working with your, your firm or your business, you really need to, you know, take the time to sit down and put that together. Right. Because if it's not clearly stated, then you're going to open yourself up to the can of worms of, oh, you're doing this to me kind of a thing rather than it being the, the process for your business. Right. So that actually kind of leads into my next question. Um, everybody is very touchy and, <laughs> and maybe a bit sensitive these days. And are there any real legal consequences to telling a client that they're just no longer welcome so, so yes, definitely, right? I mean, you obviously do not want to get rid of a client because of their age or their gender or their race or sexual orientation or disability or anything else, anybody else that's a protected class. This sure. includes national origin, by the way, too. You cannot discriminate based on somebody being Mexican or from India or from Canada, you know? Um, there might be some money issues too, right? Like you, you need to make sure that your contracts clearly state when refunds are issued, when they're not, when a partial refund will be issued, when the money is yours to keep, right? And if you don't have these things, you're creating that ambiguity that opens up to potential litigation, to breach of contract lawsuits, or like I said, to discriminatory um, litigation, which you never want to be facing. Right, right. Um, so you have a client, and I know that there is a process that's outlined in in Florida statute and Florida law about how you can go about it as an attorney. Mm -hmm. uh, but what about if you know you have a different kind of business? You have a startup. You have marketing, or you know what, whatever your business may be that doesn't have this delineated for you. You know, how do you go about firing a client? You know, what what steps should they take? Okay, so number one, I, I, I want to make it clear to you, you as a business owner, do not have the obligation to work with anyone who makes your life hell, okay? If they are an intolerable person, you can sever that relationship. And sure, you might have to give a refund or a partial refund, especially it's completely <laughs> worth it to give a full <laughs> refund to somebody if you don't have a clearly stated contract as to how you give returns or refunds or all of that. It is worth every penny of 
giving that money back so that you can take that nightmare person off of your back. Um, if there, if the matter is more of like a disagreement of how to do things, right, because it's a longer project or something like that, you can, to the degree that it's, you know, things are not completely awful between you and the client, you can finish a stage and then recommend alternatives to do the rest of the stages. Um, you can, again, you could do partial refunds, for example, Whatever it is that you decide to do, though, you just need to make sure that this is part of a written plan in your business and that you're consistent and that you train your team on it. Sure. Um, and so if you have work in progress for your client, my recommendation is, number one, look to what was your written policy about step one, step two, step three for this type of production, whether it's a product or service that you're, you're doing for somebody, mm -hmm. right? Um, number two... You need to be very clear and communicate quickly with that client that you're going to fire about what you're going to complete, right? And if you have a contract with them, refer back to that particular stage in your contract. This is why it's important to divide what you're doing into stages if you can. Um, and then finally, if you still have work for that, prog uh, that client in progress, immediately look through your resources to think of who can take over this next stage that might be a better fit for them. Sure. Because the reality is, it's like an F client for me might be an A client for somebody else. It might just be like personality or different needs. Uh, you might have a team that's great at doing a specific kind of a product or service, but you know, they were referred to you because somebody really loved you, et cetera. And you're like, for this one person, we'll do this thing that we don't normally do. <laughs> Always ends up biting you in the butt, but you at least should have resources available to you of other types of um, professionals that work in your industry that you can refer to. Because at that point, right, they won't feel like they're dropped without recourse. Sure. Sure. Um, and it's kind of that old adage, there's somebody for everybody, mm -hmm. you know, um, is it important to, to maybe, you know, head off any kind of legal consequence, is it important for a business owner to document the reasons with specifics, you know, they violated our contract here or they have a, trouble with boundaries? How can they go about maybe documenting these things? So if litigation did happen, you know, if you had this really just terrible client who would sue happy or whatever, um, is it important to document the instances in where they you know, breached contract or, or, or just even if it's just a personal preference? I mean, I would say if you're going to document things, keep it very neutral and business oriented, right? You don't want to put emotions into it, even if this person's driving you bananas. <laughs> the reality is that you have to face it like a professional. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a florist. It doesn't matter if you're an attorney. It doesn't matter if you're a car mechanic, right? Just write down, for example, like, um, you know, this is really, this is, uh, gone beyond what's in our wheelhouse and we can't, you know, provide the service or, um, client didn't want to pay, um, or, you know, disrespectful to team on such and such date, right? You don't have to go beyond that. Um, but you should be writing it down. I would say it definitely helps in, um, preparing yourself like pre-litigation especially if you potentially see that this person is going to be that kind of a that, that kind of an individual sure okay <clears throat> um what kind of ramifications should a business owner be prepared for after firing uh, an f client as you put it? 
So, I mean, you, you're going to have to prepare yourself. There might be a written uh, negative review, right? Uh, and then just the reality of it is you should refer back to, if you can, the episode that we had about uh, reviews and how to respond to negative reviews. Um, you you might hear, if they, especially if they're closely connected to other people that you work with, you might hear some negative commentaries being made. So you want to be very, very clear as to not badmouth that F client. Just say, hey, you know, we we saw things differently and they're they're better served by, you know, somebody else. Um, the lawsuits are, are going to be unlikely if you and your team present a clear, united decision and you keep everything professional. Right. Sure. So that's that's really the key. Um, keep it professional. Keep Make, emotion out. Keep emotion out of it. Yeah. Yes. Tell your team, tell your team before you're going to fire a client, because the last thing you want to be doing is you're, you're like, I'm going to fire this person. I'm going to do it. And then you don't tell your team and your team's telling them, oh, yeah, everything's going great. Da, 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 da. We'll be doing this. So please tell your team in advance and always follow the same process for firing a client. OK. Yep. Now. When you have a client that you have fired. Should you keep that as the last word? Should that be final? Or should a business owner be more open to repairing the client-owner relationship? So this is my personal opinion on it. Um, it might be, it's right for me. I know that for sure. But if they're an F client, they're not for me, right? Yeah. Um, so move on is my recommendation. There are so, so many more people out there that you can help that are a much better fit for you and your business. And you're not going to be the person for everyone. And you need to be okay with that. So if you've made a decision to fire a client, stick by that decision. Um, they're going to be better off with somebody else. It's going to be a much better fit for them. You are going to be much better off serving the people that are the right fit for you. Right. Remember the headaches. <laughs> and if it wasn't worth it then, it's not going to be worth it now. <laughs> yes. Um Outside of the, the worry and the hassle and the hand-holding, why are bad clients bad for business? Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, I'm going to start out with one. We have this saying in, in, in Colombia and probably other Spanish-speaking countries, but they say, Dime con quien andas y te diré con quien eres. Right? So what it means is, tell me who you're hanging around with and I'll tell you who you are. And the reality is, is that your reputation for taking on unethical or disrespectful people, that's going to show you, especially if you're in a niche industry, sure. as being the person that takes the unethical and disrespectful people. It right. is going to become a reflection of you. So that's bad for business in yeah. that way. Unintended consequences. Yes, yes. And you and your team, right, um, are going to be impacted emotionally. These people that are a bad fit for you, F clients, they're going to be time vampires are going to be emotional vampires and they are going to create a giant hit for your reputation and that's the last thing that you want to have tarnished as a business owner right are there any financial consequences well i mean certainly in respect to right the the increased risk of litigation litigation sure. is not cheap we're talking the average you know contract dispute is about ninety thousand dollars just the litigation cost of the average contract dispute. I'm not talking about what people settle for. I just mentioned legal fees and costs, wow. okay? Um, and so that that alone is very expensive there. But you also have to think about it. You know, the cost of refunds, 
for taking on somebody that you shouldn't have taken on in your business. And and we all know it after the fact we acknowledge it. Yeah, right? yeah. And I know that when you're quoting a job, there's a certain amount of, okay, this is my labor cost, whatever mm-hmm. time you're putting in. Mm-hmm. But if you have somebody who's a bad client who is calling you at all hours, who is sending you five emails a day, you're spending a hell of a lot more time yeah. than you're being paid for. Yeah, you're working at a loss then. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, is there any way that a business owner can avoid working with these bad clients in the first place? Yes. So one, you know, you need to define your ideal client clearly. I mean, the people that don't define their ideal client, the ones that say, yeah, I'll work with everybody are the ones that tend to have the biggest percentage of F clients. Right. Um, so, and when I say define your ideal client, I don't just mean like, yeah, I'll work with 30 year olds that are married. I mean, define their personality, their values, right? Because your marketing is your first filter That's of true. that client. Yeah, absolutely. And so your marketing, when it's tailored to the right person, to your ideal client, to your ideal client's personality, to their values, it's going to filter out those F clients that don't, they, they simply don't identify with that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be a little bit controversial too in that marketing. Um, that's going to, again, work as another additional filter. If you piss them off, they're not going to come see you. <laughs> that's right. That's great. So what are three things that a business owner should do today to avoid a mess when deciding to fire that client? Okay. So, um, number one, I, I said this briefly, but definitely tell your team in advance, Communication. your entire team in advance. Yes. Communicate very clearly. This is who we're going to fire. This is the reason why we're going to get rid of them as a client. This is when it's going to happen. And this is how we're going to deal with the after steps, sure. right? Like offboarding a client. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, you need to be reviewing your client and customer agreements so that you can, from your agreement, pull exactly where it says, you know, like how you terminate the relationship. And if your agreements don't say how you end relationships, you need to go back and have that specifically stated in your agreements. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, follow your written policies. Always fire in writing. Always do it professionally, right? Here's one thing where, you know, some people might be like, but a call is better. No, a call is not going to be traceable. There's going to be, well, he said this and she said that. Right. No, like do it in writing uh, as an attorney. This is this is why I'm saying this, right? Um, take any blame out of it. Just, you know, keep it very, very neutral. simple mm-hmm. and neutral, right? Like, for example, um, you know, right now our resources don't match your vision, Right. I, I believe that you're going to be better served by this or that. Um, or, you know, you, you want to take things in X direction and that's just not aligned with our company's mission, vision, values, whatever it might be. But you want to keep it neutral and professional. And, and if I can add something just from like personal experience, do not let them sweet talk you into not firing them. Okay. Um, because this is something that's that's inherent to people that tend to have toxic personalities, right? It can, they can be very, very abusive and aggressive during the time that you, they are your client. The moment you set your boundary and say, no, this is ending, that they're going to do the same kind of cycle of abuse that you see in domestic violence, right? So I'm bringing this from my personal experience where they start to sweet talk you and the love bombing and expect to hear that same kind of message from a toxic person that you're trying to fire as a client. 
but do not fall for it, okay? I have learned well that it is important to stay in your decision, and this is also why firing a client should be final. Yes. So business owners, it's okay to go and fire somebody that's making your life hell. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't fit your vision, if if you typically enjoy your business and this is what you love to do, don't be afraid to tell a problem client to get out. That's right. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite application and tune in every Thursday where we'll bring you more tips on how you can improve your small business. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.